The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome to the 442 Insider podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of Australia's football's greatest magazine. This week I'm joined by the usual crew, publisher Andy Jackson. Hello. And deputy editor Trevor Trahan. Hello. Fresh from a uh, stonking night at Star City with the uh, Foosball World Cup, lads. Uh, night, enjoyable night. night. I'm feeling a little dusty this morning, has to be said. Yeah. Didn't have anything to eat. No, I didn't either. We, had, we, had, we did the old kit bag thing in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, I was knackered and a good drink. On an empty stomach, not a good combination. It's feeling very ripe for this one. Well, if the listeners will indulge us a little bit later on, we'll tell them about our exciting action-packed day, including uh, two England stars who thought they were going to wipe the floor with the foosball community and didn't get out of the group. Didn't get out of the group. We did win one game 13-1. Okay, yeah. that was good. It's one of the biggest winning margins. 12th in that game, though. And I think so. one on goal. Oh, oh yeah, so you maybe. didn't even contribute, did you? Well, he has got eight players compared to mine three in the <laughs> attacking area. So yeah, I think that's how football works, isn't it? But look, let's get on to the business at hand, which is the Hyundai A-League and uh, all of last round's games. First up was the uh, stonking game between... Oh, you're not even trying to say what round it was I can't anymore. remember. 25. <laughs> Every I'm, week. I'm yeah, it's 25, isn't it? Yeah, there's two, two more, two so more rounds to go. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. But... You know, people know I know what I'm doing, so that's the main thing. Gold Coast against Melbourne victory. Bit of argy in this one, eh? And the one that gets the one who gets away with it mostly is, uh, I think, Shane Smeltz for stamping on the head of uh, the goalkeeper. Did you see that one as well? Yeah, he's still, he's still left his foot in. He, he clots uh, the Newcastle Jets keeper as well. Mm-hmm. He's not played yep. since he broke, broke his nose, so he, yep. yeah, he's got a bit of form there. But uh, yeah, Mr. Pantalides. I mean, it's funny with Miron. Um, Criticising the Mariners for being psychos when he's probably got the most ill-disciplined player in the league mm. on his side, and he, he proved it again. I don't know what it is about Robbie Cruz though, unless Charlie Miller put him up to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it in for him, isn't he? But it's not like, as you said before, it's not like he's the key to the way they play. And it's, it's not, not like he scores goals or anything like that. Nah, no. but is he narky? Is he giving? He must them, be. Does he you, give you them just all? got to think that he's one of those little gobby lads that's I, in I your of, face. I feel like he's done something before and it hasn't come out yet, or you haven't heard of it. Yeah, he might just be really or annoying. Like John Terry. Oh, well, no, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. Not going to get pulled into that. And uh, Kevin Musket. He was up for it. Yeah. I mean, like, for white, why? he didn't really need to do it, and now he's going to miss. What could be two, you know, two critical games for victory. You know, but he's done. Win. He's done so much in the game, and, and the unfortunate thing is, you can remember him as much for those kind of things as you are for lifting the trophies and doing really well. And I'm sure he probably chats to Jason Kalina after the game, and he's all fine. So why do it on the pitch? I don't understand. He's still remembered in England for it. They, they done. Yeah, it, they done. Yeah. You see that in yeah. in the paper. They done like a feature on you know tough nuts or animals in the English game and they still had Kevin Musker even though he hasn't played there for the last mm. few years but I just think he's one of those players and I think you'd probably say 90, you know, 90% of players are like that they, you have to be to play at that level where when they cross that line all bets are off doesn't matter who it is could be their best man running after them and if it's 50-50 they'll go through them you know, mm. or, or they'll swing an arm out he doesn't stop to think oh it's, that's Jason 
You know, I just think he just has that sort of, you know, mentality that, that he just wants to win at all costs. Yeah. And in terms of the actual result, Gold Coast winning, you know, massive result for them. Melbourne obviously would have taken a point. Melbourne are still top, but they've got that horrible trip away to Sydney in the last game of the season. Mm. But a cracking goal as well, wasn't it? And a, yeah. A game where two teams sort of cancelled each other out a little bit. As... Old school lotto boots. I was very impressed with those. With everyone wearing all their little flash white ones and green yeah. boots, there was a nice uh, old school pair of lotto. So probably a gift from his, from his uncle, from Uncle Frank, yeah, in the eighties, <laughs> yeah, they probably played Still in it- wearing them. probably played in Italy Feet or something under. like that. I yeah. was gutted because I've actually, I because Caravella hadn't scored in the A League ever, and I've been backing him to be first goal scorer the last two or three yeah. games. Cheeky little five bucks at thirty fives. <laughs> Didn't back him on uh, on Friday. Guys, and that's the winner. It'll be shorter now when he hits week. We're moving on. Wellington Phoenix against Adelaide on Saturday. Um, great crowd in uh, Christchurch, eh? Incredible. It was absolutely incredible. I think they, is that the population of Christchurch? <laughs> yeah. It's got to be close. I just, I don't understand where that crowd came from. Was it just that they sold it as a novelty of... Were they giving away free tickets? Well, Christchurch is a big sporting town. It's known as a a big sporting town. So I turned it on and I did a triple take on the TV. I'm like, hang on a minute. It doesn't look like there's any empty seats there, (laughs) which is rare for this season. But yeah, I mean, it seems as though Wellington play well at home, you know, on the whole island. So uh, yeah. I also think they're probably you know they're, they're they're probably benefiting from the start of the build up towards the World Cup now you know people are yeah. football's finally sort of you know front of mind there ahead of rugby union so they're probably going to enjoy it while they can and get to see as much football as they can in that, in the build up to that. Mm. Trev, um, obviously all the the big uh, write ups go to people like I feel and obviously Daddy's come in and uh, and the like but. Andrew Durante has been playing really well at the black back, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing about their team. They've got a load of consistent performers that have been playing together for a while, both, you know, internationally and domestically. And, you know, they do a really good job, like you say, like quiet achievers. And, you know, they've put themselves in fifth now. You know, if they can get themselves up to fourth and get, you know, a home game for the first finals thing, you know, I still don't think they'll make it because they're so woeful away from mm. home. But it's just an achievement, first time in the finals for them. So another thing to look forward to. Liam Reddy, that could be the steal of the, uh, you know, the half season. He's he's uh, just coming into. He's made some great saves. Yeah, he's still right. And McCain coming back as well. Is he going yeah. to Sydney in the close? Well, season? that's the rumor. He's done it again, that's hasn't he? Well, I was just going to say that Kev didn't let me down in that headline. <laughs> I was watching it and at full time. I went. Oh, McCain, you've done it again. What's the odds on that being a headline <laughs> yeah. on the website? There it was, <laughs> 10 minutes later. You think it kept that? But also, you know, it. like, John McCain, it's, it's easy to forget that he was on the fringes of the World Cup squad in 2006. You know, he played in the game in the lead-up to the World Cup when Thwaite played and scored. I think it was like, was it 5-0 against Jamaica? Mm. And they played at Craven Cottage, or something, just on the lead-up. You know, and I always remember John McCain because at the old FFA offices in the reception oh, yeah, yeah. he was like sort of 10 foot high on the wall in a sort of mural thing on the wall and I always thought it was an odd player to be there and it was that game it was that yeah. game in the Whitley up so he, McCain's off you are you said McCain was leaving did you or not no oh he's staying because oh, I heard that Frey Bentos they were going for <laughs> they were going for an I Argentinian I knew that was going to lead to us I'm sorry <laughs> awful uh, there we go him. Brisbane Roar against Sydney on a Saturday as well who knew the Raw had it in them? Well, it's one of the most one-sided games I've ever seen. You know, yeah. Sydney absolutely hammered them for really long periods. They just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And 
Brisbane stole it at the end. Yeah. Sydney will be disappointed because they're not in a great position now. They've slipped down to third. And a lot's going to go on that uh, that final game, home to Melbourne. First 15 minutes, they should have been like oh, two, two up bad. at least. They had four or five chances, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah, talk, talking to the, the Sydney boys that were at the event last night, you know, they were just saying that it's just one of those games we should have, we could have won it 5 0. Yeah. We didn't, you know, so it's just, you just got to get on with it. You can't dwell on it. You know, it's got to go out and win the last two games now. But the problem is, is that winning the last two games might not now win in the league, where mm. you know it was in their hands until that result. Yeah, so when they went away to Perth, they had the chance if they won there to go six points clear with only a few games remaining, and now they're third and two points off the top. Mm. Uh, talking about Perth on Sunday, Perth Glory finals football for the first time in their history. So congratulations to to them. Three one win over Central Coast Mariners. Um, what do we think of that? Yeah, good win. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the big thing for Perth is, is to finish in the top four and get that home final because you know you, they, they've got they'd fancy anyone at home. Mm. You know, you look at that. I would say they've, they've probably got the best home record them and Wellington. Yeah, which would be rare for a team that isn't in the top three, for two teams that aren't in the top three to have the best home records. It's, it's a bit of a sort of odd situation, but mm. yeah, very good performance. And McBreen's done really well there. Yeah, and it's a bit of an odd one because he's gone to Perth for the rest of the season, but then he goes to the Mariners next year. Yeah, so he's uh, he won't have done himself any favours with uh, with Laurie McKinnon by popping up with two goals. Yeah. Disappointed with the Mariners' performance though, because you know even though they've not been going well of late, um, they've got a bit of you know do or die attitude, haven't they? And they should have a bit of fight in them, and I thought they'd at least go there and put more of an effort. But you know, fifteen minutes in and their their season's over. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the final game from round twenty five was uh, the replayed match between North Queensland, or the postponed match, I didn't play it twice, um, <laughs> North Queensland against uh, Newcastle. Thanks, yeah, Newcastle um, with, uh, with a chance to kind of secure foot, uh, finals football. And they uh, throw it away somewhat, don't they? After yeah. being 1-0 up, at yeah, least. Yeah, another game where you know, Newcastle sort of haven't really shown, you know, I think Matt Thompson came out and said, you know, we just need to sort of, toughen up a bit in those situations and hold on to those leads which they've done given it away a number of times they did the same thing against Sydney 1-0 up playing well concede a, a goal right on the stroke half time which is what they did here and then second half can't turn it around so um, yeah good result for Fury gives them a long shot at still being mm. in the hunt but at least it means they're going to go out this weekend and um, and give it a bash down in Melbourne Trev, do you think it gives them the wobbles? I mean, they're four points clear with two games to go. Do you think it uh, could have any wider significance or do you think it's just a little blip? You just want to be on form going into the final series, don't you? Because there's very little margin for error. So, you know, yeah, you could call it a sort of mini wall, especially as there was talk of making the top two and then, you know, Cleaner come out and said, oh, you know, look, the top two's not going to make it now. And now they're in sixth, struggling mm. to stay in the finals. It's not ideal preparation. But quick comment on Fury as well. I think they've done really well this season. Like, mm. I think they've easily got the worst squad in the A-League. And I stick to that. I remember watching them pre-season. I know it's only pre-season. Don't read too much into it. When they played out your way. Oh, when they got hammered by Sydney. Sydney. And like I was absolutely so, convinced that they were going to be, you know wooden spoon and by a long way and you know they're not going to be wooden spoon now and they could finish eighth or even higher so mm. I think it's a really good season for them and I'd like to see you know Ferguson young manager get another couple of seasons and see what he can do then yeah great job by Fergie well that was uh, the round and review join us after the break as we'll be looking at some of the news from our website au.442.com join us then 
The new issue of 442 is on sale now. This month we cover some of the biggest names in world football. Cristiano Ronaldo, Xavi, Edgar Davids, Christian Vieri, Carlo Ancelotti and Paul Gascoigne all feature as do Aussies Vincenzo Grella and David Carney. We also head to Merseyside to analyse why the Liverpool-Everton rivalry has developed a distinctly nasty edge over the last few years. If it's in the game, it's in 442, on sale now. Chris Greenacre, Wellington Phoenix, listening to the Insider Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the 442 Insider Podcast. And now we will be looking at some of the top news from our website, au.442.com. And the first big news story is uh, that Melbourne Heart have announced their name and they will be called Melbourne Heart. <laughs> this uh, is top of the news this, this week, is, isn't uh, it? This is breaking news and they've released a logo, which looks like a kind of Optimus Prime. It's Transformers, from the Transformers logo. It's a Transformers logo, yeah. Football team in disguise. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Um, what do we think? They're going to turn gonna... into the new stadium. Yeah, that would be good. And they're going to play. Logo, I like the logo. Yeah. I think it's quite. Cool. I think it is it's good. A bit yeah. Contemporary, you know. It's, it's like, quite modern, like isn't it? it I suppose because yeah. you used to get logos being really, really old school because yeah. most clubs have been around for ages. So yeah, I mean, it's quite clever. You clearly, see, it's a heart. You can see an M and an H in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah well it does what it says on the package. And they're going to play predominantly in uh, red and white. Uh, which uh, stripes? I hope maybe it's a, AC Milan. Or do we think yeah. it might be an Ajax because of Possibly, the because du- of the Dutch yeah. influence? Yeah. There could be a bigger red stripe. But um, the name was actually initially supplied by Morabin teenager Lee Warren Cafun or Cafun or how many teenagers can claim to have to have named a football clubs team. only in the A League? I think. Um, but look, it's all it's all good. It's uh, it's just another step in the process of them getting there. They've uh, the team have said that they're going to announce a few players, but not till like mid-year or even start signing players till then. Are we excited about Melbourne? You know, like do, you, do we think that they'll get enough fans after the victory? Is there is there is there space for another team? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I've been looking on some of the forums. What seems is that there's quite a lot of fans that have said they're going to go and watch both. Right. Because they want to, you know, and the, the, the good thing is that they'll get the impetus from being at the new stadium. You know, because the stadium looks like it is going to be the best place to watch football, soccer in Australia, mm-hmm. our, our football. Um, you know, obviously they're going to be sharing it with the Storm, but it's still going to be a 35,000 purpose-built football stadium. And, and a lot of fans, I think, will go and watch both both teams yeah um you know because it's still still early days still five years in you know it's not like we're talking about a new team where you've got one team that's been there for for 80 or 90 years so i, th- I think it'd be interesting to see how they get their identity you know they're, they're very very different to, to western sydney to to the sydney rovers is sydney rovers are very much based in their play on ge- geography saying we're at the opposite end of the city whereas melbourne are saying our different you know melbourne heart saying our differentiation will be on the pitch in the mm-hmm. style of football that we play and so they're making a play for any football fan in Melbourne so it'd be interesting to see how to go about that and the players that they announce um, because whilst they've announced a few of the local lads they're taking I think the big thing is going to be who they recruit from overseas what sort of names they bring over they seem to be committed to a big name marquee yeah. but the problem is, is if they're saying that they're dif- differentiating themselves on the pitch Melbourne play championship winning free flowing great football what are they going to do play long ball 
Yeah, I don't play know. Greek foot, you know, like play the Greeks in the European Championships, just stick them all behind the ball. I don't know, Dutch. There might be a lot of you know short passing and yeah. changes around positions that sort of Shanky thing. football, as, yeah, as they like to say. Interesting column in Four Four Two magazine out today. I read that. that yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Michael Lynch from Melbourne Age talking about they're going to kind of go for the soccer fans as such, the people yeah. that felt alienated by the sort of new glossy A League. Um, I suppose a few people worried about um, ethnic tensions and stuff around that, but you know they're looking to get fans on board and they want to go down to state level and get these guys on. And the, and the ones that felt rejected by the victory can now support the heart. Yeah, well, we wish. Just say why what they're going to do differently that victory didn't. I have to read the column again. <laughs> yeah, we, we only sub. It's on sale yeah. today, so you go out and read it yourself. Go out there and get it. Yeah. I, I think it might be something to do with you know sometimes. Elapse, you know, when it got launched, the initial reaction from those fans were, oh, no, I, I don't want Melbourne victory, in the, and they just turned their back on it. And now it's almost a second bite of that market. Yeah. Well, uh, some other news, uh, and, a, and a big signing news as the transfer window closed, was uh, Scott McDonald leaving Celtic and signing with Middlesbrough, or as they're being called now, Middlesbrough. <laughs> Um, as, so catchy uh, as well. Yeah, as uh, that that one's uh, well, not Kevin's strong ones. Um, Gordon Strachan, Gordon the boss Strachan of Middlesbrough, is just yeah taking taking Celtic sort of south of the border. I mean, well, I know there was talk about Rangers and Celtic joining the English league, but it looks like Strachan's doing that on the slide. We'll finally get to see whether or not Celtic could <laughs> hack it in English football. Finally, but yeah, um, I'm not, good I'm, move for Scott or not, or is it a bit of a sideways move? I don't know. Yeah, I, I still think so. I guess it all depends on whether they get promoted this year. I, I would have thought that he could have probably got a move to a sort of mid lower table West Ham Premier League team, something yeah, like that. Lower, yeah, lower, someone yeah. like that. Someone struggling mid, for relegation. Mid. Um, <laughs> But I suppose, you know, it's, he's going where he knows the manager. The manager's obviously, you know, knows what he can do and has gone and got him. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot, you know, players like to feel that they're wanted, you know, that, that a manager has gone out specifically to get them and not just looking for a striker on deadline day and, and an agent goes, oh, someone's available here. So, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm not a big fan of when coaches go and just take players from their old... I've not really thought about it. They're just going, I've so, seen him play before. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know what's easiest? I'll just go and get five <laughs> lads I know from up the road. You know, it's a bit... Um, yeah, I just think it's a bit lazy, really. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not been doing too well there because when they got rid of Southgate... They were actually, I think, in third, and now they're, they're sort of mid-table and yeah, only won a couple of games in the last twelve. So he's, he's not, he's not a, he's not had the best of starts there, Strachan. So he's got a fair bit of work to do. I don't know why they do that. You know, when a manager gets relegated and they start the next season, and unless they win every single game, yeah. they get sacked like ten. But games. he wasn't he doing just, too badly, was he? Was he was doing, actually, he was yeah, doing he was all right. games, but yeah, it's. Uh, do you think he can play himself back into the World Cup squad though? I, I, it's a really, really interesting move, and I think if he's scoring, you know, a regular amount of goals in the championship, which is a reasonable level, then yeah, I definitely think he, he's a chance as another option on the bench. There's three Australians there now, isn't there? We were saying the yeah. other day, the Brad Jones, Reese Williams, Williams. And, maybe that's and why. Scott. Maybe Pim said, "Look, get yourself down there so I can see all three of you in one trip." Maybe, maybe they all live together, and he wants somewhere to bunk down. Like, get, get yourself placed together, lads, and get the fold out bed, and we'll uh, we'll talk tactics. So. I think he'll feel a little bit, not you know, bitter, but he, he done so well at Celtic, didn't he? His goal scoring record it says fifty goals in eighty eight league appearances here, and yeah. sixty five goals overall. Tony Mowbray came in and felt he needed to change things up a little bit. 
don't know why anyone thought Tony Mowbray was qualified <laughs> to take the Celtic job after being rock bottom in the Premiership the season before, but he's got a point to prove. It's in a World Cup year. That's a good level for him. He'll score goals. Now, uh, one uh, some of the fallout from the game between Victory and Gold Coast is uh, Steve Pantelidis' five-match ban for um, allowing Robbie Cruz's uh, neck to contact his elbow. And Musket gets two for the uh, elbow on... Jason Kalina. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I mean, like, yeah, um, I think so. Musket appealed it, but had that dismissed. Did he get any extra games, or is he. No. Uh, so he didn't get no. the extra games for the appeal, but he's out till the finals. Yeah, it's so he, misses, fair, the last, he it? misses the last two games. Pantaleides, I mean, could end up, you know, that could be his season. Yeah. You know? But I mean, he's got an awful disciplinary record this season. And that's his third suspension. Already this season? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he leads in he leads in yellow cards, and he's also just strikes as one of those blokes who's just clumsy. Like sometimes, I mean, that was obviously premeditated, and pretty, yeah. But sometimes he picks up yellow cards where he's, you genuinely think he's probably made an effort for the ball, but he's just a bit clumsy and a bit late, and, yeah. he, and he's that big that he just collects everything in front of him. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, so I, th- I think on the whole, fair fair reflection on the uh, on the um, misdemeanours yeah they have to kind of get these right don't they because it sort of sets a precedent for what they're going to give to other people moving forward um, yeah penalties are just not that good is he really and I think they try and make up with sort of aggression and getting out there a little bit at least with Musker if you wanted to compare the two Musker can play and can strike a ball and yeah it's no surprise that he's suspended for another five games yeah um, another big signing uh, story is Former Newcastle Jets player Adam Griffiths has returned to Australia to play for Adelaide for their Asian Champions League campaign. He signed on for six months and uh, he went over to Saudi Arabia to play for Al-Shabaab, Trevor's team. I know you watch them pretty regularly. How was his form <laughs> in those You're always coming in on a Friday with their shirt on, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. How did you think he did for Al-Shabaab? You, you know, did he did, he did well. well? He, he struggled to fit into the 4-5-1 system at first. But when they when they change things around a little bit, he really really settled. But no one's ever going to know that you're not wrong, do they? <laughs> They're just going to go. Oh. And he was like, "Wow, he knows what system they play." He was just like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> but it should be good for Adelaide. They need, uh, they, you know, they like need some, another midfielder. Yeah, but they need a, yeah. uh, you know, they, they just need, need some solidity. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, the other thing is that is. Yeah, wouldn't pay it past Vidmar to sacrifice their one centre forward to fit Adam Griffiths. The new system, They're going to go into the Asian Champions League playing 5 5 north. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, it makes sense as well. We'll fit into the team quite quickly, won't they? But yeah. they need a striker. And they, they've got to bring in a, a striker for the, uh, for the Asian Champions League, otherwise, they're going to go nowhere quickly. Yeah. I hope that they're, that's currently what they're doing over to line, line someone up. And another story Harry Kuehl um, being uh, reborn in Turkey. Odd uh, image. I got with that headline. I know. Yeah. I just little little uh, <laughs> yeah, mucusy yeah. head popping with out tats. or something. Yeah, <laughs> like born with tats. That and a, little, and a little limp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just grabbed his groin. Uh, but um, he's obviously on off the back of there being speculation that uh, with Galatasaray having too many foreign players that Harry, with his injury, would be uh, the guy to make way. Um, that's not been the case, and you know Harry's just come out and said uh, that he's he's. Loved it from the word go, hasn't he, really, Trev? I've just seen he's, he, you know, flicking to the second page, his final quote, but Tiger Woods is my favourite sportsman. <laughs> there you go. He I, had, don't know I liked his little, he had a little dig back at uh, O'Leary as well, didn't he? Because you know, O'Leary in the interview with us said that, you know, Kuehl was a bit of a cold fish, thought yeah. he was Zidane, but wasn't. 
and Harry Kiel said he you know, paid tribute to the managers who helped forge his career but not all of them I did not learn or get anything from David O'Leary he said when we did that you know the, the men who made Harry thing and we spoke to Paul Hart as his youth coach and I suggested at the time you know should we speak to O'Leary and got told by Harry's people no don't bother <laughs> Harry doesn't credit him with, <laughs> with any sort of building of him as a player Good. fair enough I can't stand David O'Leary either I bumped into him in the ashes actually when I just got over and I think that's all he does now just watch cricket yeah I think so he's that quite sounds, a big cricket sounds fan. like you on deadline day <laughs> Um, well, look, that's it. That's uh, all the all the time we've got uh, for this section of uh, news on the podcast. But join us after the break, where uh, Trevor catches up with Central Coast Mariners captain Alex Wilkinson's. Yep, a lot of people don't realise that's his name. Actually. <laughs> Apparently, it is. But it is. He's going to change it now because you've uh, used it in the podcast. I think like if that. we just keep saying it enough, it, it might it, stick. It will take. So join us after the break uh, for Trevor's fantastic interview. All together now. Australian football legends John Cosmina and Kevin Muscat have come together for the first time since their headline-grabbing sideline stoush nearly three years ago to become very special members of the Green and Gold Army on tour at the 2010 FIFA World Cup. With over 100 Socceroos caps between them, Cosy and Muskie will be arm-in-arm with the Green and Gold Army in South Africa and you could be there with them enjoying the ultimate 2010 FIFA World Cup experience. Known for their passion and pride in supporting the Socceroos around the globe, the Green and Gold Army's FIFA authorised travel packages will take you to the heart of Australia's support in South Africa. The Green and Gold Army's packages include tickets to all three Australia group stage games, four additional World Cup group stage games, transfers to and from games and safe, secure accommodation in Johannesburg, just a goal kick down the road from the Socceroos base. Head to www.ggarmyontour.com or call 1300 300 7 for more information on Australian football's once-in-a-lifetime experience. Back to 442 Insider. Right, hello, welcome back to the 442 Insider podcast. Um, I'm going to speak to Central Coast Mariners captain Alex Wilkinson's now, who is here at Star City. How are you doing, Alex? Good, thank you. Uh, how did you get on at uh, the 442 World Football Cup tonight? <laughs> Yeah, not the not the greatest. Me and uh, Alex Tober got knocked out in the group stages, but uh, we did we didn't do too bad. We got a couple of draws, so we, at least we didn't go around uh, un, or without a win. So better than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, sure. Do you boys play get a chance to play it much? No, this is the first time both me and uh, Alex Tober have played it. So um, we were actually surprised that um, that we actually could score a few goals. So it was, wasn't too bad. Sure. Um, Going on to, to things with the Mariners, a couple more games left. Uh, what's the target between now and the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we're out of the finals race now, which is, you know, very disappointing. Um, so I guess the rest of the season is just playing for pride and uh, boys who are up for contract playing for spots. Sure. I mean, you started so well, I mean, particularly in defence, shifting very few goals. You at the back. You know, what kind of changed in the second half of the season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I could put my finger on it, I suppose we would have fixed it, I guess. Um, as you said, sort of 15 rounds in, we're sitting third, uh, third spot on the ladder, nice and comfy up there. And then, you know, we've gone 10 games without a win. So it's, uh, as I said before, very, very disappointing. And um, you know, I think it's only the second time we've missed out on the finals as a club. So uh, you know, the boys are pretty gutted. But um, as I said, uh, we've got two more games, so we're hoping to get a couple of wins there and um, finish off the season on a good note. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't just that you know you fell away. Then you had some really good results this season. Obviously, you know. You 
convincingly beat Melbourne twice, went to Brisbane, you know, convincingly beat them. Do you look back on, you know, those really strong results and think, you know, if we can beat them by that much, we should have certainly made the finals? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, very frustrating when you look back at uh, some of the results we got throughout the season. I mean, we beat Gold Coast at home 3-0 and, as you said, Brisbane away 3-0, Melbourne twice away, we did them and... I think it was just a matter of uh, us having a bit more consistency as a team. I mean, uh, over the last 10 weeks, we played well in patches, but uh, you know, playing well in patches isn't good enough to win games all the time. So uh, I suppose, you know, looking back on it, if we could have put together a few more 90-minute performances, then um, you know, it might have been a different story. But uh, wasn't to be, I guess. I can't help but ask about you know the style of play that the Mariners are sometimes knocked by. You know, Gold Coast manager included knocking that. How do you respond to comments like that? Oh, look, I think uh, Miron's comments were, you know, a bit over the top. I, I think uh, his comments were probably made in the heat of the moment without seeing the tackles on replay. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of the tackles were, were quite, you know, they were strong and, and physical, but a lot of them were quite fair. And the ones that weren't got dealt with by the referee and uh, got, the boys got yellow cards. But, you know, we're not going to hide from the fact that uh, we like to go out and press teams and close teams down quickly and, and win the physical battle. And I'm sure... You know, 90% uh, of the other teams in the league like to do that as well. But uh, for some reason, we seem to get criticised more than others. Yeah, sure. I mean, do you think this style is going to continue? I mean, not making the finals this season, will we see a different style for the Mariners next season? Uh, look, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess that depends on the, the coaching staff. Um, you know, I mean, in regards to the, the physicality, uh, I don't think it's going to be any different. I mean, um, we're a bunch of guys who want to go out and win every game. And um, by doing that, you need to shut down the opposition and, and give them as little space as possible because, you know, there's players in the league uh, who, if you give space, can hurt you and, and score goals against you. So, you know, in that regard, I don't think it'll be changing too much. Sure. I mean, uh, who's your tip for the finals now? We, you know, we kind of roughly know who's going to make it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, it's going to be pretty close. I think Gold Coast is starting to hit a bit of form now, but you know I still think Melbourne on their day are, are the best squad in the league, and um, if they can get a couple of home finals, I think they'll be pretty tough to beat. Yeah, sure. How about you know your personal performance this season? I mean, how do you think you've got on? I mean, if you'd had a particularly good season, you could have been pushing Socceroos. Has that, has that crossed your mind? No, not really. I mean, uh, you don't really think about that too much. Obviously, um, there's been a few A-League boys involved in the, the Socceroos squads of late, which is great, but... Um, no, nah, look, I think as a player you don't really think about it. You concentrate on playing well for your club and, uh, you know, if um, you get the call up one day, then that's fantastic. But uh, I suppose overall it's been a, an OK season. But, um, you know, as I said, just disappointed not to be featuring in the business end of the season. Yeah, sure. It's a really long break, especially if you don't make the finals to the start of the next season. You know, how are you going to fill your time? Have you, have you thought about a loan move elsewhere or are you just going to kind of, you know, wait out to the start of the season? Yeah, I haven't thought about it too much yet. I mean... Um, it's not that easy to get a loan deal, as we've, as we've seen from the Perth boys and a couple of other guys who are looking to go overseas uh, for the World Cup. It's not as easy as, uh, as you think to, to just go and play for, for six months. So ideally, it'd be great if um, you know we could, I could keep playing, but uh, we'll see what happens. As you said, the, the off-season is very, very long, and um, when you're not involved in finals football, it's even longer. So uh, you know, um, we'll, we'll get a month off of the Mariners, and then. Um, I'm sure Clarkie will have us on a regime uh, for the for the next couple of months. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, recruitment-wise, in the summer, I mean, Laurie seemed to do some you know decent recruiting in the in the close season before. Um, you know, what do you think he's going to do this time round? What do you think you need for the Mariners next season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you have to ask him, I guess. Um, I'm sure he'll be looking uh, to to bring some fresh faces in. I think there's 
quite a new uh, quite a number of boys contracts up uh, this year so if he chooses to renew them or not I'm not sure and, and if he doesn't then there's going to be spots available so I'm sure they're probably already on the lookout now. Okay. And have you set yourself, you know, a target for next season? Is it finals football? Is it top four? Oh, it's always finals football, I suppose, no matter what. Um, you know, it's a long way away uh, now. I mean, we're talking another year away. So, uh, of course, no matter what the team is or, or whatever, finals football is always the goal. Great stuff there, Trev, and uh, some interesting uh, comments from Alexon about the Miron stuff, you know, the, the, the over-the-top comments that, that he felt Miron had made. Yeah, he's clearly not happy with you know, Miron's comments. He's not one to hold back, and, you know, when Miron's the way he is, players are going to snap back at him as well, and especially as the Mariners will feel that they were playing within their rights to a certain extent. Hmm. I mean, another interesting thing he was saying there was about how long the gap is between the A-League seasons ends and the new one starts especially when you don't make the finals you're sitting around afraid and he's saying there's a lot of players playing for contracts so if you get to the end of the season you don't get a contract stop. so they stop being paid at the end of this season then. well yeah and then think how long you've got before another season starts and you can try and get you know, in with another club. It's yeah. a real, um, real issue. I think if you live in Gosford, look out for the paper boy. Look out for the paper boy <laughs> rounds. You might see, uh, you know, Central Coast player chucking your paper on your uh, mm. on your lawn. Well, that was all. Uh, Trevor did the interview at our World Foosball Cup, the inaugural World Foosball Cup at Star City, and uh, that was part of our big day yesterday. We we started off doing a bit of a kit bag trial, didn't we, Andy? What, what was we all did, that about? Yeah, we were down at the uh, at the Sutherland site FA putting all the newer. Boots and kit for their paces to see whether all the new technology that they're producing can turn a bunch of hackers like us into uh, superstars, and uh, it didn't. No, <laughs> definitely didn't. That's not the results. The results not, in. <laughs> not with my free kicks, anyway. But uh, I think we all did well in different disciplines, but uh, we, we certainly all looked the part, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we got had that covered. I managed to burn my head in the rain. Your head. My head is just <laughs> absolutely like a, amazing. Like a red traffic light. It's like a chupa chup. <laughs> anyone who wants to check, check out the photos of last night's event on the website, it's worth it just to um, yeah. check out Annalise Brackensack and her two friends. <laughs> they were nice friends. Yeah. Tex and Paul. Yeah, <laughs> Tex and Paul. Yeah, so obviously check us out on the website where we'll be uh, doing a, an interesting video about all the kits when our Steven Spielberg gets the uh, director's cut sorted out. And yeah, go to our website as well and uh, have a look at some of the pictures from the World Foosball Cup. There's some uh, pretty good teams there. I was impressed with Steve Corica's uh, scoring prowess. He, his legs might be uh, reaching the end, but he's got quick wrists. Yeah, it's funny. He actually played foosball like he plays proper football. It was all little touches. And yeah. <laughs> so I just watched him about five minutes. He did a little sort of move where he flicked it across with the with the left-hand side and whacked it in with the other one. I was like, he obviously like thinks, views the game the same way, whichever, you know, whether he's playing it or, uh, or playing foosball. So, yeah. but yeah, everyone seems to enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, uh, we good might, be doing, might be doing another one soon, so keep your eyes peeled and come down and uh, join the fun. That's all the time we've got for in this section of the Insider Podcast. But join us after the break as we'll be looking at all of Round 26's games. The new issue of 442 is on sale now. This month, we cover some of the biggest names in world football. Cristiano Ronaldo, Xavi, Edgar Davids, Christian Vieri, Carlo Ancelotti and Paul Gascoigne all feature as do Aussies Vincenzo Grella and David Carney. We also head to Merseyside to analyse why the Liverpool-Everton rivalry has developed a distinctly nasty edge over the last few years. If it's in the game, it's in 4-4-2, on sale now. 
Hutch Thompson of the Melbourne Victory, and you're listening to the 442 Insider Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the 442 Insider Podcast. We're into the last section now and we're going to be looking at all the games from round 26. Just two rounds to go. First game, Friday night, 8pm, Melbourne against North Queensland. North Queensland still with a mathematical chance of uh, making the finals, but coming up against a team looking to take out first spot on the ladder. Does it go to script or do we see North Queensland getting anything from this, Trev? No, I think Melbourne, business end of the season, really, really important result, knowing they've got to go away to Sydney for the last game. Um, they've really got to fancy them. That's a, a lock-in, I would have thought. Yeah. Andy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, nine times out of ten, I'd probably agree with that. The only sort of thing that I'm thinking is big crowd, Robbie Fowler, bit of a point to prove, will he turn it on? And maybe just pull a bit of something out of the fire like he did at the SFS. Yeah, you know, he obviously likes playing on those bigger stages. You know, there'll be a decent crowd in there. That would be the only thing I think North Queensland might go from is if he goes out and says, right, you know, going to show them, show them what's what. Yeah. You like a speculative backing of the Fury, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Because because <laughs> they're always they're one of those sides. They're always likely to just sort of turn it around when you don't think they're going to. Um, all right, so you're a bit you, you fancy yourself as a bit of a coach putting us through our paces yesterday. If you were in charge of the Fury, away to the to the victory and how the we know how the victory play, how yeah. would you how would you play your team or what would you do to to try and get something out of it? I think I would definitely I'd play two up front. I think the you know the way that you're going to get obviously without Musket, you know, we, we saw that you know Melbourne didn't cover themselves in glory when Musket was missing with injury at the start of this season mm-hmm. so I would put I would play Fowler just off Dyron Dahl because you know they've, they've, if they've got a chance they've got to go there and win there's no, there's no point going there and get, coming away with a draw yeah. so teams that do well against Melbourne are teams that go and put them under pressure that take the game to them um, and they haven't had the best home form this season you know, they're, not, it's not as, they're not as invincible at home as they were and when Sydney you know, and the Mariners got there you know, look, at, look at the way the Mariners went there and got the result you know, and that was with Simon getting in the defence's face, you know, making a nuisance of himself. Let Dahl do that and have Fowler just sitting off him. Because, um, you know, and have Williams out wide with some pace and, and just take the game to them. Yeah. If they sit back and try and nick a goal, they're going to get beat. And things about Melbourne, they keep coming at you. Even when they go one, two up, they'll try and get a third and a fourth. Yeah. And you know, Fury are good at getting back into games, so yeah, I think they should go for it as well. And also, you know, Melbourne, you know, it's a, this is a big game for Melbourne as well. You know, there's going to be a few nerves from their side as well. You know, they've got they've got this game which they have to win, and then they've got to come to Sydney. So I think if you could put them under pressure early and nick an early goal, then you know, crowd silent, you know, and then you've got you've got a chance to play. Then I think so. Yeah. That that would be my tactic anyway. He'll probably play one up front, and yeah. pack the midfield, Flood midfield yeah. and, and come win. away with a yeah. one all. <laughs> Great stuff on uh, Saturday. The most local of derbies in the A-League. Central Coast against Newcastle. Newcastle looking to uh, obviously make the finals, but what a great chance for their big rival Central Coast to to prove spoilers and contribute to maybe them not making it. That that could be some inspiration for the boys. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be an easy place to go, even though the Mariners have been so woeful in recent weeks. They'd love a chance to stop the Jets making the finals. And, you know, they've only got a four-point cushion, like we were saying earlier. Lose there, Brisbane pick up a result, you know, as we're about to walk away going away to Adelaide, which is really possible. And the Jets are 
are in a little bit of trouble. In terms of how it pan out, I, th- I think the Jets will probably take a point for that game, and I think that's probably what they'll get. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I mean it's the role that the Mariners like playing, and you know, spoiling the party. So I, I think they'll win. I think Newcastle. I think Newcastle's confidence will have taken a dent on Tuesday night. I think mm-hmm. you know, playing the you know, going up there, travelling back, going for a local derby. I think they. I think Newcastle do well to get anything out of the game. I think the Mariners will. Uh, We'll win. Fair enough. Uh, the other game on Saturday is Adelaide Brisbane, which Trevor just touched upon. Uh, a chance for Brisbane to still make the finals, but again, they need a win if they're going to try and catch the Jets because they're four points from them at the moment, aren't yeah. they? I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, you look at the 10 teams there and you knew that six were going to make the finals. I'm pretty surprised that. Adelaide versus Brisbane is 10th versus 7th <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. they're, they're going to be disappointed that it's looking likely that neither of them are, g- are going to make it um, in terms of result I think Adelaide are really short of players up front which wouldn't normally matter but I think they've only got Leckie as an option as a Wusu come back yeah they're struggling to score and they haven't even got the players who possibly could score I think Brisbane will go there and win yeah yeah I'd agree with that I mean you'd say that you know Adelaide got nothing to play for Brisbane have you know have to win to have any hope of um, getting in the final, so you'd probably say away win, banker. Game on Sunday, Sydney versus Perth, played out west in Parramatta Stadium. Do you think they're playing into the hands of Perth, or Perth might take an advantage because they're playing nearer to Perth? <laughs> it's not quite <laughs> out, as far east to travel. Yeah, it's just not as far, Maybe. you know. Maybe. But why play this game in Parramatta when there's yeah, a team in, that's going to be playing out there anyway? Because there's tattoo. the Edinburgh military tattoo on the SFS. On See you guys there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to the tattoo and missing the game, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a, a yeah, rip-roaring We talk, we talk about bad scheduling, trying to take on the Scottish, you know. Tattoo, we're never going to beat them, yeah, are we? Definitely not. It's a good option. I'm interested to see how how big the crowd's going to be there. Sydney averaging what about twelve this this season? Got 20, Thirteen people at some point. Uh, <laughs> seen. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, there's going to be a new club out there. I reckon there'll be a, a few people trying to, you know, almost make a point like we deserve to have a club. Yeah. You know, we're keen for football out here, so I think they might, they might do all right actually, attendance wise. They played out there before, didn't they? Played an Asian Champions League game out there. I think it was on Anzac Day. Yeah, yeah, that and it didn't spell. get a great crowd, but I remember it, it was absolutely pouring with rain, yeah. and it was on Anzac Day, so maybe not read too much into that. But it wasn't a huge crowd that time. Mm. I, I, I remember at the time people were saying, "Oh, you know, there you go, like we've taken the game to Western Sydney, and people didn't turn up." So, but yeah, I agree. I think it'd be interesting. Um, you'd think Sydney are going to win that. Yeah, I'm pretty you sure. Thought, I'd, you know, if I was a betting man. If you were, <laughs> and I will have some money <laughs> on the game. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a good weekend last weekend. I. Uh, I backed Villa to beat Fulham and I backed it separately at 2-0 and I backed mm. Perth to win and Perth to win 3-1. <sighs> Both that is all right. Wow, don't put your money on Villa this week. Can you? <laughs> and the final game Sunday. Yeah, so they have a little preview of that one. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast against Wellington. Again, another one of those, uh, uh, you know, Gold Coast up at the top, pushing for one and two. Uh Playing against Wellington, looking for revenge. They lost 6-0 in the last game. Do we see it being anything other than a Gold Coast uh, victory? I like to think so. Um, but, you know, history says that Wellington is just a different team away from home, which is just baffling. Mm. Um, but I'd like to see Wellington go there and get a point at least because um, I think it would make the last weekend 
a lot more interesting if three teams had a chance of winning it. Yeah. And also, been on the, the, the Sydney-Melbourne game is the last game of the weekend, so they will know what needs to happen. So that could be an absolute blockbuster next Sunday at the SFS. If, whoever, if that's winner-takes-all, whoever wins mm. takes the... Uh, the premiership would be awesome. So, uh, Do so, we yeah. know if that is the case, whether they'll have the trophy there and give them to them after the game? I would imagine they would. You'd hope so. Yeah, you'd have thought, well, don't see why not. Sure, they'll find a way to screw that one up. Um, but yeah, it would, yeah, it, it, yeah for, for the theatre of it, I hope Wellington go and get something from the Gold Coast because I think it would make it a really interesting last weekend. Yeah, fingers crossed for that. We've got to get through this round first. So... Uh, Hope you enjoy your weekend of football. That's all the time we've got for in this edition of the Insider Podcast. Thank you to Simon for producing the show and to Andy and Trevor. Join us next week. Cheers. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.